Welcome to the Marketing Plan Podcast, where you'll find expert marketing advice for business owners and marketers who want real results. We bring you industry experts to give you advice on how to create more buzz around your brand. So buckle up and turn up the volume, because here comes our host, Sherry Benelli. We're going to take on the world. Welcome to another edition of the Marketing Plan Podcast. Today, I am thrilled to welcome Aaron Sparks as our guest. Aaron is the owner and founder of Site Strategics and Edge of <laughs> Edge Media Studios. Welcome, Aaron. I'm happy to have you here today. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Sherry. And I got too many edges, right? We got, we got Edge Media and we got Edge of the Web. We've got, uh, there's so many that, uh, you know, just, just, just call us Edge and we're good. There you go. And it's good that you're such a nice, soft, caring person. You know, you're you're not edgy yourself. Well, you're you're edgy. You're a little edgy. Don't 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 uh, ask my kids that because they'll literally say, "Okay, what mood is Dad in today?" Exactly. Well, for those of you who are not familiar with with Aaron, Aaron is he's got so much experience. He is the founder of Site Strategics, and it was founded in 2004. And like me, he's a veteran SEO person, search engine optimization person. He's been in the industry, SEO industry, for what, 17 years now? I'm actually, the company is 17 years old. I've been doing it for 23 years. I actually started to knocking it out around uh, 1999, 2000, the dot-com era, right? Yep, me too, me too, me too, exactly. And so... Edge of the Web Radio podcast is, I swear, one of the best podcasts to listen to if you want to get information about search engine optimization, digital marketing, and you guys are actually one of the leaders in that podcast niche, aren't you? Absolutely. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate it. We're blessed to be able to do what we've been doing and enjoying it uh, for the last 10 years. Uh, We're coming close to our 500 episode mark, although technically we've already passed that. with bonuses and this and the other. But um, yeah, February is going to be 10 years that we've wow. been doing this and uh, been able to speak with uh, thought leaders such as yourself, as well as so many others that that just teach us along the way of, of how to how to do what we do the best way possible. So it's it's been a hell of a ride, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, you, you're amazing. I love it. Absolutely love it. And so your idea today on what we're going to talk about, I think is really, really an innovative interesting idea for people who are working with clients and customers Mm -hmm. and it's a really unique marketing strategy that's not only going to help them learn more about their clients and their customers but also give them i think a really good seo search engine optimization strategy as well and give them more content and fodder to use on the internet so we're going to talk a little bit about some seo strategies because we're longtime seo geeks i think absolutely and then we're also going to talk about your interview method that you use with your clients as well and so before we get started with the you know the real technical stuff and the marketing stuff my first question to you i have to ask you this Mm. if you had to pick would it be kirk or picard (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Kirk all the way. Kirk, Kirk? all the way. Absolutely. Yep. I, I I love Picard. Loved loved the uh, ne- ne- the uh, next generation, but Kirk was the guy that uh, made it all happen. I, I agree <laughs> with you. And that 90-year-old Kirk is going to be going to space He's next week. Going into space. My I God. Know. I know. I will tell you a sad story though. I had the best book as a kid. It was The Trouble with Tribbles. Yeah. It was it was a comic book with actual screenshots of the TV show. That's and awesome. I swear to God, if I could find that book, it'd be worth like a million dollars. Absolutely. I Absolutely. 
most who favorite didn't, episode. I know. Who didn't want a, a pet Tribble whenever they oh were Oh, my right? gosh. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tribble with Tribbles. That was my favorite. So we're going to go ahead and talk, get our SEO fetish kind of out of the way. Yeah. Um, Google's been making a big change, I think, on how it understands search queries mm-hmm. and language of the web. And they're trying to make it easier to make people find the information they're looking for. And they're calling it MUM. Yep. And it stands for a multitask unified model, which Google never makes any of their acronyms easy for any of us to understand. No, trying to walk through BERT. Uh, that's always fun. <laughs> exactly. And so for people who are lis- listening that don't have a lot of search engine optimization experience, could you explain that a little bit to people and kind of talk about how you can use content curation to kind mm-hmm. of help Google understand the content on your website a little bit more? Sure. Well, we're all trying to understand MUM as it's getting rolled out. And MUM is kind of an immersive picture. Think about uh, what you're used to, the 10 blue links on the Google search page, and everything's actually already changing in that topography. So you've got your local pack, you've got your people also ask, you have all the things that we're getting more and more accustomed to on the SERP, and throw that completely out the window. Because (laughs) what we're about to start seeing is... A, 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 you want to say multimedia, but it's basically different types of content moved in front of you based on your query, either videos or images or audio or content or social, uh, basically anything and everything that can help you understand or, and build your query further and anticipate what you're really looking for whenever you're looking for what are the best uh, uh, mountain bikes for this particular trail. All of a sudden you have a lot of different uh, imagery and, and immersive uh, media to be able to interact with. So all of those have particular intent orientation uh, tied to them. So it's not just a big gallery of Instagram pictures. Mm-hmm. It's it's also understanding, okay, you really want this because this image has to do with this particular factor of going up the mountain. So as, as you interact with it, as I understand it, mom's also going to be predictively analyzing what you're interacting with and then provide you even more information based on that. It's also an understanding of how people consume in the type of the omni-channel media space. So it's no longer just text on a screen. It's going to be more of a uh, a predictive analysis of how you as a digital consumer like to interact. You may very well have more uh, predilection to interact with an image as opposed to a, a link on, on, a, on a text SERP. So it's now actually trying to match that new media digital audience more. They, you know, they, we're, we're digital natives now, or there's a large set of the society that is. And we just don't want to read a text link. We want to actually interact with with video and, and music and and uh, podcasts and what have you. So yep, yep. And it that's kind of, what I understand it. Yeah, and it kind of anticipates like your next next level of knowledge that you need about a subject too, right? I mm-hmm. mean, from what I understand too. So if you are trying to figure out a planned trip to Ireland, for instance, and you're searching for a hotel, you may also want to know like things to see around that hotel or, or things like that. So it's really kind of taking everything to the next level so that you don't have to do multiple queries about a particular subject. You can kind of get all that information 
mapped out for you is kind of what I understand. Inter- interest, well. Interesting enough, it's almost like if you are mapping Google's brain on a subject, it's not just content. It's reading images. It's learning. It's it's transcribing videos. It's understanding timestamps on videos. It's understanding and transcribing uh, podcasts and audio, right? So if you're, to, and again, to channel my inner Jason Bernard, you know, Google's a child trying to learn and it's learning from all these different types of content, not just text. So what mum is, is really kind of seeing how it's mapped an, an entity, an understanding of a topic matter in all of these different aspects of media. Therefore, you're kind of getting the, the inside look at Google's brain. Mm-hmm. And that's where users are going to be gravitating anyway because of their, their preference on different types of content. So you're meeting the knowledge panel and it's full understanding of the entities on online, and it's providing you a way to navigate how best you want to navigate online as well. So there's there's kind of a unique uh, perspective of consumer consumption as well as uh, the brain of Google understanding all of the entity concepts and, and the, the media that fuels it. Yep, and that's going to mean that marketers are going to kind of have to change how they produce content for their website, as well as search engine optimization specialists, how they optimize their website too. They're not going to just be able to put text on a page anymore. They're going to have to branch out more pictures and not just stock images either. They're going to have to be unique photos of their products and services and stuff like that. Right. You know, I didn't even think about that, but you're absolutely right. Is that the investment of authentic uh, media is is going to be uh, going to the realm there, and it's going to be a heck of a lot of expense for small, medium-sized businesses to be able to create that type of entity uh, narrative, uh, because Google's will be hungry for more and more authoritative images. Yeah, stock's going to be going the way of the dodo. Yeah. Um, but uh, you, you actually hit the nail on the head here is that we're now going to be in for a huge change in you use paradigm shift and all that bloody nonsense. But I mean, the data repositories like Semrush, like HFRATS, all these different, these different ranking report tool sets, which have been exploring all the different SERP result features, right? In the, in the SERP result are now going to have to have a whole nother understanding of the mum topography because it's not only going to be multimedia it's mm-hmm. also going to be completely unstable because the consumer is also going to be interactive in that playground so the signals the the, the listening skills of these SaaS platforms that we all trust for guiding uh how we're doing in the space are going to have to learn a whole nother language right. uh, almost to be able to to give us understanding of how well we're uh, broadcasting into into what what Google's looking for right yeah I mean if we think ranking reports are really not as um, meaningful as they once were man <laughs> yeah. it's going to be even more difficult no, now that's, that's for yeah, sure yeah, absolutely that's for sure um, so as far as you know this new kind of paradigm shift, you know, you're really well known, I think, for your edge of the web podcast. And as a podcast host, uh, you get a lot of knowledge, for instance, from the guests that you're interviewing, just like I'm getting a lot of knowledge from you right now. So interviewing people is a, is a great strategy to use. And you, I think, 
believe that media production is something that every marketing company or every business should sort of weave into their marketing strategy. Can you tell us how people can use video to help their marketing efforts and how they can use that to help their clients as well? Certainly, certainly. So I think it was a good setup talking about mom to begin with, because every every marketing firm, any, any digital marketing firm that represents their clients are going to have to explore and execute um, in, in a myriad of media ways for their clients. So whether they hire it out or they actually internalize it, that's really going to be a you know a, a, a cost-centered discussion uh, or expense-centered discussion as the case may be. But they're going to have to uh, execute this on behalf of their clients because it's otherwise the narrative coming out of a, a digital marketing client's uh, uh, perspective is going to be kind of anemic. You're going to, you can still write content. You have some really good content, right? And we understand that we're moving away from keywords into semantic SEO from a content standpoint, but it's still not, it's going to be tepid compared to a full-throated voice of sites and, and brands that can actually hit the omni-channel space, they can communicate and create threaded videos together that actually continue a thought beyond just one video, continue a series of concepts that are interrelated. There's your semantic relevancy mm-hmm. right there, as well as podcasts that are sectionalized and, and, and topic-oriented, again, with relationship to each and every other podcast that are in the same lane. You've got the content and social that can all be repurposed and curated, but they have to interrelate with each other. And there has to be kind of a mesh that is created with strategy in mind to be able to feed the, the, the Google beast. And if you're not in that space, in that omni-channel series of lanes on the highway, you're just plodding along with one lane, one particular series of tactics that will, will feed a particular type of audience but you just won't get the compound effect of all of these different pieces working together. Mm -hmm. So do you think that like, if you're a traditional business, like let's say you're not an agency, for instance, and you're a a medium-sized business owner, or even a small Mm -hmm. business owner, any business owner in general, do you find, do you think that most people are going to have to hire agencies to help you with this kind of stuff? Are they going to have to hire video production companies? What are your thoughts on that? Um, well, that's that's assuming that that Google is looking for high quality content. I think I think it's going to be a good deal more forgiving that if you can actually produce content and even even I I I, I, I want to tap on like web stories. Uh, Google rolled out mm-hmm. the the web stories uh, about a year ago, and it's still in the background there. And I'm thinking that that it rolled out that so you could actually start communicating in a in a mum feed type of, of perspective as well. So just keep that in mind. It's, it's still back there. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen core optimization techniques for that. But I do think that Google's going to be looking for more authoritative and maybe less polished type of content because that's going to be kind of lining up to be more shareable and the digital media audience, you know, this new media audience is, is savvy to something, you know, an Apple that's way too polished you know they're going to be looking for some good information that that can come out we got we got one client that is a uh, a national histoplasmosis uh testing facility right and uh, the the doctor is incredibly brilliant but he's not going to be an incredible on-screen presence it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. it's is delivering the content so we're opening up that channel of of communication with podcasts, with small webcast type of uh, delivery that's 
going to be connecting to other thought leaders in the space. And that's fine. It just needs to be opened up. And so, mm-hmm. you know, there's going to be different type of signals for different type of industries. And yeah, if you're, if you're competing in a high volatile brand space with a high trending topic, you got to have your game on, right? right? But you don't have to do full production with red cameras to be able to narrate uh, the, the, hit, the history of histoplasmosis and why they're authority in the, in the space. So, right. I mean, I, I do think that that we're about to come into the, st- the era that all, all brands need to produce media in one way, shape, or form to be able to feed the consumers. Uh, and the quality is not going to be as important as the information that that media is carrying. Mm-hmm. The content's more important. The information is more important than how it looks. Yeah, Perfect. but to answer your first question, your initial question was literally, yeah, we're going to have to produce it and companies were, were, are going to have to internalize that one way, shape, or form. Uh, one way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. So they're going to actually have to start building this into their marketing plans or strategies, yep. and it's just going to have to be part of what they do. I think Definitely. it goes beyond that. I think, it, forgive me, I'm sorry. I, I think it, it, it has to go into the, the corporate culture. And, and we are now going to have to, uh, uh, use this as it, beyond just a marketing technique. It's going to have to be showcasing the stars and subject matter experts inside your organization and be able to give everybody a mic, give everybody an insight into the company organization. Mm-hmm. And, and that has to be uh, in, a, in a media format that is consumable. So, so it's, it's yep. going to be a pivot into how do we lift everybody with digital broadcast. So then you need to make, you need to make your clients the stars too. That's right. So tell me how you're doing that. Well, um, we, we kind of, kind of history of what we've done here at edge. Uh, we were, we launched our podcast 10 years ago and that was actually on the radio. We learned as we, as we went, how to produce, uh, we built edge media studios here in Indianapolis, uh, as a kind of a diversified revenue stream of being able to offer podcasting and webcasting for Indianapolis and, and, and the nation um, in, in different aspects. But what we learned along the way here is we got to be, we got this entire process of curation that we've been doing for edge for a while. So every time we do a show, we're doing multiple, multiple videos, uh, multiple podcasts, curating content. So we're writing multiple blogs and then throwing it into social. So we, we, we pull maybe, I don't know, between 20 and 40 digital, uh, digital uh, uh, items, I guess, out of every one of our different shows, right? So we've, we've got all these different pieces that, that narrate the show far beyond one particular page. So we've been learning this and been doing this for such a long time. It, it dawned on us, you know, we have to be using this for our clients because along the way, I picked up some interview uh, skills and I was able to start using that with our clients and we'd get them in the studio, this very studio, get them on the mic without a, an intent to take them to a, a podcast regimen of doing a weekly show. It was just to actually do intake first mm-hmm. and be able to learn from them. So new clients would come on. It's like part of our process is, hey, come in the studio. Let's talk to you. Let's un- understand a bit more about how you do what you do. However, that's also um, backed up with a lot of research in their industry, right? And understanding um, what top questions we should be asking as we start doing SEO research. What are the people also ask questions? What are, how do we granular on a particular topic that we don't know, right? 
and allow our subject matter, subject matter expert to be able to kind of unfurl that. You get somebody on a mic like this. Yeah. They're a star. They got lights in here. We, we've got a professional atmosphere. All of a sudden, you start asking the right questions. And you're not feigning interest. You truly are interested and you start finding the nuances of what they know. You start learning more. They find out that you're interested in this because we've got to market you, right? All of a sudden, they start providing almost like manna from heaven of subject matter expertise that we can document, we can transcribe, we can repurpose. Writing a blog post that comes from your client's own mouth of how how they differentiate themselves, how their, their particular services specialize, it basically writes itself. So it's more efficient and it's their tone of voice, their information. Uh, we, can, we can literally uh, create uh, such efficiencies. We can drop two thirds of the effort out of, out of what we do in all the different lanes of, of, of content production just by having our client tell us what they do. What and, a brilliant idea. <laughs> Gosh, I wish I would have thought of that. That's way it, better it's than crazy. sending it's way better than sending them a piece of paper that says answer these 10 questions please. Exactly. And and, and even those intake documents get you know can get really really um extreme and and then all this, you know you start with a new client relationship and the first thing you do is hit them over the head with a three five, three to five page client intake document although it's very specialized as a it's a tool to learn. It doesn't build a relationship and immediately alienates you from the client. You get them in here. They're a star. Then they feel safe, still feel trusted, and you're actually interested in what they're doing and, and what makes them different in their marketplace. Boy, that's a relationship builder bar none. It's, it's, an, it's an incredible thing. Definitely. And so for um, people that aren't the clients that you have that aren't in Indianapolis, you do mm -hmm. what we're doing right now. You get yep. them on Zoom or another Absolutely. platform and then they get to talk about themselves and what business owner doesn't like to talk about themselves. Right. We all <laughs> you, like you, to yeah, exactly. That. You find that high, that high D business owner and you just let, let the mics go. <laughs> and were, but I mean, the, the, the point is, is that as a marketer, so this is what's the most important thing as a marketer that knows that you have to funnel that information to a particular destination, you also have to know what questions to ask and open up because those, you know, those entrepreneurs or those, those high, high D individuals, right. Can very much just monopolize the entire thing and go wild. No, you got to fence them in. Right. Because right. I've got to, I've got to sift through stuff. That's yeah, it's important to you. We're going to keep it there, but tell me about this because we know you know, that this is actually a really trending topic or something that's that's really bubbling to the surface on, on the competitive landscape. So you kind of, you have to channel them, you know, with soft gloves there. Mm -hmm. So you do, what type of research do you do beforehand? I mean, obviously keyword research, industry research, right? Um, you do all that kind of stuff before. Are there any other Absolutely. things you do in order to prepare? We do competitive research. We do a good deal of, of people also uh, answer the public uh, inquiries, making sure that we can see what people are actually typing in and, and also do just the, the, the topic research beyond what's, what's volume. Uh, we literally, and every marketer does have to understand the dimensions of the service that you may not know. Mm -hmm. So we do our own exploratory of just understanding the subject matter enough 
to be able to be somewhat well-versed in it. But all of a sudden, everything starts coming to light a little bit better of, oh, this is why people are asking that. Then you pivot around and start asking that pointed question. And now the client understands, hey, you've done your research. And then two, wow, that's actually an interesting question that we never got asked before. And then that unpacks an entire another level of, of uh, uh, insight from them. You, you got to find those sparks with, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> with, with, the, with the client. And then all of a sudden that just pops in their mind. You, you get things that never existed on the face of the planet from a content standpoint. And all of a sudden you've got some, some, some superpowers when it comes down to content delivery, because that could be that bellwether uh, uh, content opportunity or that deciding factor for consumers to actually review and consider th- this company before anybody else, because yeah. they've been able to have an opportunity to communicate it, you know? No, I, I would give you like a gold star if I could, because <laughs> I think that's a brilliant idea. I mean, seriously, this is, this is a golden opportunity, I think, for a lot of marketers who are looking for ways to differentiate themselves. Yep. So I have a feeling you're going to have a lot of people stealing your idea right now, which I think is good because you're helping everybody. What do your clients think of this? Do they love it? They do. They do. Uh, some are gun shy, however. I mean, and you got to understand is that um, not, not, you may have some entrepreneurs out there that run companies, but a lot of times um, they're not screen ready or they're not mm-hmm. personalities on the mic. And that doesn't matter is that it's the, it's the, it's the research, it's the questioning and it's the inter the interview process that they, that is going to be relaxing to them. They'll understand it. And it's really about capturing the data, not making them a superstar. If right. they, if, if they, happen to really shine on the camera, right? Great. Or sometimes maybe somebody else besides that, that owner or that stakeholder uh, steps up to the plate. Now they have somebody that they can actually create as a star, as a subject matter expert inside mm-hmm. of their organization. I mean, that's some newfound territory they, they would have never experienced had they not had the opportunity to kind of showcase their, their, their concepts, right? Definitely. Wow. That, that's really, really cool. I love it. I love it. And so this is, so how many clients have you done this with then? We, I think we try to do one each, uh, each month. And we also found ourselves in a place where we're using it much more for intake. So for new clients, it's a, it's a must for old clients. And we have a diversified uh, a set of clients in the manufacturing and, and the uh, pharmacy and legal environments. There are some, some that are very uh, avoidant of any type of, of uh, they, they, they see this as too, too much of a, a pressure point as opposed to an opportunity. Right. So we find different ways to actually do it. But uh, we've also found that this is a perfect scenario to actually um, record a case study narrative. Yeah. Okay. Case studies are the, the, the bane of my existence. It, I don't know what it's been. Uh, it's always been in our shop, a really tough time to be able to pull that together. But if you get somebody on the mic talking about what they did for a client, so sometimes maybe they're, they're not too, not too focused on how they can, they can make their services sound special, but boy, as soon as they talk about the success that they had with one of their clients and all the problem solving that they do, what they don't realize is they're giving us the same information, mm-hmm. but they're focusing on their own customer. And then you've got 
subject matter expertise, you've got diversification and, and unique selling propositions that you can leverage in social and, and other pieces of content. And now you also have a case study. And if they bring photo, if they, if they bring the, if it's a, if it's a package or something that they've actually built, we can actually take photos of that and do an entire photo shoot right here in the studio on, on, on that. So now we've got that with camera quality artwork, they're talking about everything they've been able to do for their client. It just kind of writes itself. So you just kind of, you kind of got a horse whisper them, <laughs> but you also have to get them focused in the right direction. And it just, again, they just go to town on, on uh, talking about how well they've been able to help others. No. And I agree. I mean, case studies, writing them are painful yep. and very time intensive. So if you can get that information verbally from them, that's way better. Yeah. Um, I know I've interviewed people that have been helped by some of my clients and then transcribed it. And mm -hmm. that has helped a little bit, but yeah, I mean, definitely if you can get that information and do a case study that way, that's way the heck more easy than yep. what I've been doing in the past. So then you, you have the, the interview, the intake client interview. Mm -hmm. So then explain how you might be able to curate that into other different pieces of content. Sure. So, so um, you've seen the studio here. We've got, uh, we've got multiple cameras. We've got uh, quality audio. We always lay down transcriptions on everything. And then we kind of preen over that. Uh, okay. What's the best use of this particular content? Is it a blog? Is it an infographic? Is it social media? Is it, is it a series of podcasts, right? Can we actually do something with a recording without, without having it formatted and scripted as such? Maybe it can be a quick, a quick hot take on, on this from, from the president of the company, right? Taking a video, we can actually, and we have multiple camera angles that we can actually edit in post. So it's not really necessary to get the perfect picture during that recording, as long as we're capturing it. Mm -hmm. And then we can actually see, okay, can we repurpose this in a quick 15 second explainer video on a service page, right? Pardon me. Can we, can we utilize this in a 15 second um, or a piece of it in a 15 second uh, Facebook ad, right? What can we do with that guest or with the, with the client here in the studio? But we also are a media production company, so we can actually take any of the pieces of narrative or audio and, you know, spin it into audiograms or any, any attractive piece of media content uh, for advertising or just um, organic content and, and move it into the ecosystem. So we're kind of translators as, as a, as a, as a way I, I liken it to, I use analogies like nobody's business, <laughs> but I, I use an analogy of, okay, is that if the president of the U S goes to the UN, right. He's not talking directly to them. He has translators and, and everybody around the world, all these leaders are listening to it in their own language. That's what we do is actually deliver the content to in the language of that particular new media audience, how they want to, they want to listen to it. And it's also guided by what's going on in the industry. You could very well be a, a disruptor in the industry if, for example, our histoplasmosis testing uh, example, all of a sudden they're leading a podcast where nobody else is, right? Because of the traditional nature and the scientific nature of, of this industry, all of a sudden now the small movements in that space are disruptors and it can gain attention more than, than uh, the, the large broadcast of so many different types of media in a well, you know, well, uh, 
well-blazoned high brand type of environment. So you can, you can pick your, pick your different media as well and kind of uh, use it as much more of a laser focus than having to have a swath of everything under the, under the planet. You don't have to fulfill all of the different lanes in the omnichannel highway, but you do need to touch at least those uh, on a regular basis in the audio, the social, potentially live stream, the video aspects and, and other types of, of, of referenceable content. Infographics are actually a really good, good destination for what you can take, what you can do whenever you do this type of uh, client intake. That's so cool. I love all of those ideas. That is so cool. I love it. Thank you. Appreciate awesome. it. So do you have any other tips with regard to this topic that you'd like to share? Anything else that you can think of? Well, you know, if, if we, we, we kind of teed up this interview method, right? And um, it's not just asking questions. Like you said, it's not just asking a 10, 20 questions. Okay, yeah. we're done, right? It's it's really the the there's a benefit, incredible benefit of relationship building uh, whenever you're asking questions and you're truly interested in what they're uh, what your clients are doing. And I, you just can't feign that with, with an intake document. I mean, you just can't feign it with an interview. You can with these type of tools to be able to get an intake. But if you're actually with your, your, with your client, you're asking these questions and you're having that moment together, right? There's, there's something, there's foundational building there of trust, right? And they know that if you're asking right questions and you came prepared, right, the longevity of that relationship, because we all know in digital marketing, I mean, companies burn through digital marketing firms every three months. Yep. Oh, they're not getting what they were looking for. They'll move on. Right. And a lot of time, you know, that's the accountability of the, of the, of the client that they don't have the savviness to understand and get a wait with the digital marketers until you've, you've got momentum. But it absolutely does. But you have that foxhole mentality. You've got that trust build. And I really do think that, I mean, for account management, right, it's essential to be able to have these type of moments with a client. Share us your thoughts. Share us what's going on. Um, is there something else that you're seeing in the industry that we can talk about during, during an interview so we can capture it, but let us learn from you and have that as a promise that you're giving to your clients on a regular basis. Every quarter, can we learn from you more? I mean, think about that. Think about what that means as a digital marketing agency's asking that uh, of you. I mean, there's, 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 you're, you're, you're getting lifted up on a particular pedestal by the marketing firm, you know? Yeah. I mean, it makes them feel extra special. You know Absolutely. What I, mean? I love Absolutely. that. I mean, and, and they're going to be, I think, more inclined to stick with you because you're giving them that extra special attention that normal agencies aren't going to do. That's right. So That's right. I think you have a lot of clients that like you, Aaron. <laughs> we try and we, we, we have a lot, we do actually have a really uh, a good group of clients that stayed with us all the way through COVID. Um, blessed to be able to have not a one dropped off. That's awesome. Uh, it really is. And uh, our, our mean age of our clients is around five years uh, so we've got some long-termers that have been well over 10 years. Wow. So they, they trust site to be able to steward them all the way through the Rocky Shoals. I mean, you know, for the last 10 years, what we've been through oh, yeah. with Google algorithm updates and the like. Um, so it's hard to keep up sometimes it really yeah. is. And, you know, to have that trust and to have that retention rate is really unheard of. You Bravo. Seriously. That's awesome. It. Nice job. Well, nice that's, a, job. that's a testament to the team that we have here because I'm just a talking head over here on the mic. 
Oh, <laughs> with a great radio voice. I love your voice. <laughs> Thank you very much. I, I need appreciate to, it. I need to work on that. <laughs> I don't think you can pull this one off. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. So I guess one final question, well, a couple of questions to wrap yeah. this up. One of my philosophies is if you don't make mistakes, yep. you're not doing something right. I mean, as entrepreneurs or even just in business, you're going to mm -hmm. make mistakes and you learn from them. Can Absolutely. you give me one marketing mistake that you've made um, where you've learned something that hopefully we can learn from your mistake? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll give you a bit of, uh, 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 I guess, maybe a mistake in in operations or a mistake in, in uh, uh, maybe too focused on maybe the, even the utilization of the studio. Early on, when after we built this, I uh, was using this studio to be able to uh, connect and actually run a a, uh, a, a show here for local Indianapolis businesses, oh, right? Okay. So it was called Edge of Indy and it was uh, kind of coupling the entire edge. And we were interviewing multiple, uh, it had multiple segments each show. We were doing weather with a local weather celebrity. Uh, it was really this, that, that local um, uh, uh, insight into uh, what's moving and shaking in, in the Indianapolis community business-wise, lifting uh, some, some really interesting people and interesting efforts and causes. And um, we were doing it for a good, a good year straight. And I was soaking up so much time inside of my inside of my organization without any any goals set of what we were going to be doing with this I, it was much more of I hate networking <laughs> so it it was my attempt to actually network with businesses be able to get them in here showcase the studio show them that they could do something but I didn't listen to uh, my operation manager at the time uh, I didn't listen to some core people. Uh, that were in this organization, they're saying, hey, we're, we're spending a shitload of time mm -hmm. on this. And it's, it was also at the detriment of getting work done for our clients. I was way myopic on, on hey, look at this bright, bright, new, shiny tool. And on top of that, kind of lifting myself up in the Indianapolis community. And I was really stepping way over myself um, and I should have receded a, a, a good deal early, earlier and lifted up my clients instead. Now that's yep. some, there's some insight there that, uh, it was very painful. I had a lot of struggles and some departures of, of personnel because of it, because I wasn't navigating with a level of fiduciary, fiduciary responsibility that I probably should have, uh, been, uh, taken, uh, uh, a gander at a good deal earlier. So there's a big mistake there. Uh, we learn, learn from it and we, we operation, operationalized from that. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it was a good effort, I think, in just be, trying to create a relationship, mm -hmm. but it was way too heavy on all the work it took to be able to produce those. So I can't even imagine, I can't even imagine how much time that probably took. Uh, to you, yeah, I mean, in retail, you're spending probably around 10 to $13,000 a month oh on, on time. And I just think about, you know, how that it can break the bank if you don't have your, your, your time nailed down. I just, mm -hmm. I, it, it was not a, a well-planned execution. Um, and I, and, uh, you know, obviously there was a series of ripples that really affected our organization because of that. Yeah. And that, I guess that's a great lesson because I think a lot of us get 
some of these pet project ideas in our head and think, okay, this is a good direction for us to go without thinking through what's the end goal, what's the objective and how is this going to actually help our business? So that's a great lesson. I love it, Aaron. You got to, you got to burst your own hubris bubble every once in a while, (laughs) right? Because exactly. you can, you can, you can think you're the biggest star in town, but if you're not doing the work correctly, then you're going to affect a lot of people and and people that rely upon you too. So right, right. no, that's awesome. I love that one. I love it. So what's the best way for people to reach you? Because you are very intriguing. You have full of good ideas. Obviously, you are very good at what you do. And I know from being interviewed on your podcast several times, and hopefully again in the future, yeah. um, you're really good at what you do. How can people reach you if they want to learn more? Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Well, you can find uh, our agency of site strategics. Uh, you can always find us there. You can also find us at edge of the web. Heck you can just search for SEO podcast and we're number one on Google in the carousel. So Go how figure. about that? <laughs> how did that happen? I don't no know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Actually, we're, we're linked by every, uh, uh, every trade organization, search engine journal, search engine land. Um, and a, a slew of others uh, that you see ranking there, all pointing to us of one of the top three uh, in, in the world, actually, which is fantastic. Again, we couldn't be uh, more thankful for what the community has given to us. Um, you can find us there. Uh, you find my bio over at Edge as well as over at Site. Um, Aaron Sparks on, uh, here's the deal. I'm the only male that you're going to find spelled E-R-I-N. There you go. My kids remind me of that often. It's kind of like a boy named Sue from the Johnny Cash song, How right? How did your mom and dad do that? Oh, my gosh. Well, my mom's British, so I blame her completely. Okay. Because Aaron is actually the name of Ireland. So okay. that's that's the, the, the true name of, of, of Ireland. So that came with me. And uh, you wouldn't believe the crap I had to go through as a kid because you had Joni Bits Chachi. What was, what was the... Uh, the, the, like the actress's name that was an Aaron, oh, they had yeah, Aaron, Aaron Gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You had Aaron yeah. Gray from Buck Rogers. So, anyway, not not to share too much there, but <laughs> you look for Aaron Aaron Sparks in the mess of girls and ladies. There, you'll find Aaron you Sparks in the there. <laughs> there you go. I'll just that. I'll just own the space. How about that? There you go. And we'll put all of um, Aaron's information on the show notes as well. So you can find him and get in touch with him because he is a wealth of knowledge and definitely go ahead and subscribe to his podcast because he is amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Aaron. It was great having you as a guest today and I appreciate it so much. Thank you. You're more than welcome and best of luck with this endeavor. And uh, we'll certainly lift you up as we see the shows come through because uh, we, we need more thought leaders doing this type of thing regularly and having a authentic conversations in the marketplace. Great. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.